Hey, this is Sebastian Major from the podcast Our Fake History, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. All week, we've been talking about the Fast and the Furious. F9 opens this weekend. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm excited. Like, I've been completely transparent in that I've only seen the first one. I don't know a lot about this franchise. So, when it comes to talking about the history of it, I, I wasn't qualified. So, I brought in some experts. Danny and Mark from Pop Culture Elevator... They stopped by, uh, we spent a good chunk of time going through each movie and like what it is. Spoilers ahead. We talk about people living and dying and living. It's convoluted uh, timeline. I would have, as an outsider, I would have to say. But I had a lot of fun. And these these guys, you know, I they're podcast family. Family. Fast and Furious is all about family. So it was, it was a lot of fun having them on. Make sure you go check out Pop Culture Elevator. All over social media, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to me, pause, go add Pop Culture Elevator, where they talk movies, comedy, all sorts of stuff. It's a wonderful podcast. Um, go look up the Mallrats episode. I'm a little partial to that one. But anyway, here it is, the history of The Fast and the Furious. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm really excited this week. You know, we're talking Fast and Furious and everything to welcome my podcast friends, Danny and Mark from Pop Culture Elevator. These guys, when I mentioned Fast and Furious, and I know they're big fans, they were like, heck yeah, let's do it. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you guys for for coming on and joining and and doing this with me. Oh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, we're always excited to get on your podcast. Yeah, it's always fun. I I messaged and said, hey, you guys want to do Fast and Furious? And then like, 80 Fast and Furious gifts later, they're like, yes. <laughs> Within <laughs> like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I went to the right people. These guys, these guys can know. Because uh, as I've mentioned this week on the show, I, I've i seen the first one. Like, I'm I'm a real bad franchise person. I, I've only seen the first Harry Potter. I've only seen the first Fast and Furious. So I, I wanted to bring in experts. Uh, so before we get into it, you know, we're going to, kind of look at the history of the fast and furious and stuff i want to preface which one is your favorite so that when we get to it we can like deep dive into it i just that's that's tough i literally uh earlier this afternoon finished my binge of all of them so i can be ready to see fast nine or f9 tomorrow and uh so picking it's so hard And I'll say this, it's because a lot of them, once they get into the format they're in now, so you've got Fast, The Fast and the Furious, fantastic, uh, great first film, really gets you in there. Uh, And and there's a really strong part of me that wants to say that's the best one, but I don't think it is. Uh, Just (laughs) out of enjoyment. Part one. And it's just, there's an enjoyment level. It's like, because it's got the street racing. That's what started everything for Fast and the Furious. Um, but the movies, Justin Lin has taken these movies and changed them into a totally different beast. And so uh, then they become like mini sagas inside the saga. Mm-hmm. So like you've got your Shaw villains, you know, the Shaws, 
And then you've got uh, Cypher right now, which is the big villain. A little bit of universe building, right? Yeah. And so it's really hard, I think, to pick one of them. But I think if I'm going to have to, if I really have to lay it on the line and say, this is the one, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's probably Furious 7. It's probably the seventh mm. one. If I, if, I, if I have to lay it on the line, it's maybe it's seven. Uh, yeah, because because Decker like kids like, Deckard as a bad guy is just so fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually, a seven is one of my least favorites. Uh, but it's not. It's not last place. It's not. Um, it's just that that plot line kind of didn't grab me so much and i felt like when we brought in um jason statham uh basically uh you know it was like the age of the expendables right and so it's just like all of a sudden they're like kind of shoving jason statham down our throat not that they have to because jason statham is awesome and we have the transporter love it he's got like the resume to handle a movie like this but um I, I it's uh I, I had to say gosh man what, what would my favorite be so my okay I'm the same way about one I'm very conflicted because I'm a loyalty and a nostalgia hound right Vince, so I always uh, say you know you got to dance with who brought you and, exactly you, none of these other movies would exist right without the first and um I so okay so excluding number one from that perspective i have to say that it's between uh fate of the furious and uh number five fast and fast five those are so for one uh number five is i mean four is really where like they started to be good you know like as in like okay i I could bring somebody else to watch this and they might not be like "Ah, you're ridiculous dude um but it's, you know, we get the legitimacy of Brian actually finally being a full-blown FBI agent. Um, and then he goes and uh, uh, helps, you know, mess around with the cartel. And that leads into this whole uh, barrage of emotions because we lose Letty. And uh, which really springs board, uh, is a springboard for the whole franchise. So I have respect for Four, but it was... Uh, it's not as good as five. Five is where, oh my gosh, they bring out, we, we meet Hobbs, right? Uh, and Shaw, the little brother Shaw, is who uh, is the villain, which is why seven is discredited for me, is because uh, older brother Shaw, he has a similar code and whatnot uh, to Dom, uh, the all family. Uh, but he's fighting for a villain. Uh, at no point was Baby Shaw ever uh, like, you know what? There's a glimmer of hope for this guy. You know, he's he's not so bad. No, never. And he's he's just mad that somebody put his brother in the hospital, which I can respect those emotions. But I'm like, is that, that, that that's not a good guy? And and come on. And uh, so that's that. And then the the jumping the uh, like in hypersport from building to building in Abu Dhabi. Um, it's uh it was really cool but i just felt like there were some other uh these other two movies were quote end quote 
re- more realistic. <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, so between Fate of the Furious and number five, ooh, this is like a drum roll moment for me. Um, I- I'm gonna have to put it on. And before I say this, number seven, I just watched it and it, it almost brought me to tears because of the homage, uh, the montage rather to Paul Walker and the, the splitting ways, you know, when I see you again. Um, I have, gosh, I'm so torn, but I'm going to say Fate of the Furious is my absolute favorite. The, the opening, they race the Cuban mile. There's this amazing a race where he turns just the literally the slowest car in Cuba uh, in Havana into a rat rod in like minutes. He tears it apart. He uh, jerry rigs uh, a uh, the vacuum tube line and he turns the slowest car into a competitor. And it's uh, and I just love that it's it's not the tools that you have, it's who's behind the wheel. I love that. I love that so much. And on top of that, I do you, I don't know if y'all remember like back in the day, there were all these like caricature images or tattoos of you know rat rods and they're like had like flames bursting out of them, right? They bring that to life in this like first couple minutes of this movie, and it's just so amazing. I, and it's so well done. And on top of that, we get uh, who, uh, to meet who I believe is the villain uh, in the future uh, movies, the true blue villain, uh, Cypher. And uh, although her hair is a little crazy from scene to scene, uh, she's pretty cool. She's really cool. Cypher's a great, a great villain. And actually, I want to, as you're saying all this, my brain was rewiring because I was thinking about the movies. It's yeah. actually, I think six is my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back on that and say it's six because I was thinking about Han and Giselle. Yes. And I was thinking that was seven, but no, it's six. And so, no, yeah, I'm going back to six. So it's so hard to keep them straight. Movies where like the even number ones are better than the odd number ones, or, <laughs> you know, like in the original series, Star Trek movies, the supposedly the uh, even numbers, except three, I, I mean, search for Spock's great, but is there like a rule of thumb with the Fast that, and Furious movies? Th- that theory is so blown because Too Fast, Too Furious is is, is kind is of the worst. And the worst. Tokyo Drift is like right in second place for the worst. Okay, but Tokyo uh, Drift saga. Tokyo Drift gets a little bit of love for me because of yeah. the fact that it brings us Han. Exactly. Han is the best part of that movie. And uh and I have a little just like a little bit of a soft spot for little Bow Wow just because you know, I remember him back in the day and a guilty pleasure for me back in the day was, I think it was called, I want to be like Mike, uh, yeah. that basketball. Oh movie. yeah. Like Mike. Yeah. Like Mike. There you go. Like Mike. But I, that movie is just such a, it's, it's, it's just, it is, you watch it because of the drifting and then that's what made drifting yeah. popular in, in the States. That movie brought in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah. The, those two are the weakest links. Um, Fat, Fast and the Furious Four, pretty weak as well, but it's good. Yeah. It's like it's the weaker. There's a weird. I got a weird list of how I feel about the films. I love them except for Too Fast, Too Furious. I do not. 
We need to have find a love if there's like you. a quiz, like that MCU quiz that we took a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking that the whole time. I'm hoping that we do that today. I hope so. <laughs> I can rank them. I'm just not going to rank them that way. <laughs> yeah. So for me, Too Fast and the Furious uh, is uh, gets a little bit of uh, a little bit more respect for me because it's the first time we see a Camaro, a Yanko Camaro in this in the saga, and I love that. And they never drive a commit wait they may actually end up in fate of the furious driving a camaro they're on display but they're like almost never driven it but except for in two they actually race one and in a lancer evo uh paul walker uh plays chicken essentially with this camaro and i i love that so much and you know i'm a camaro owner uh and i i just i love camaros so much and uh, I always make this a joke, like, especially like if I'm talking to a car guy about like whose car is better and whatnot. But there was this uh, I think it's a post or a statement from like Lamborghini. It's like, hey, you know why? You know, why don't you have any commercials? It's like, well, our clientele isn't sitting around watching TV. And, uh, and I like to joke like, well, you know, why isn't anybody hardly ever like driving a Camaro in the Fast and the Furious movies? And it's like, well, you know, our uh, watchers are not sitting around fantasizing about our cars being fast because our cars are fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's start at the at the first uh, 2001. Uh, yes. Specifically June of 2001. Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Sorry. We have to get all the, the words in there. The Fast and the Furious drop. Uh, and this had been a passion project for Paul Wal- uh, Paul Walker. I almost said Paul Wall. That's he, he's playing in my town like this weekend. And so he might be in the soundtrack. Uh, you know, he wanted to do this and everything. And uh, off mic, we were talking a little bit about the names I didn't use. Go if you're listening. Go look up the suggested names for Fast and Furious before it became that, and have a good laugh because it is <laughs> laughable. But so they, this first one comes out and there's the only thing i remember because i probably saw it in like 2002 2003 is probably when i watched it um they're they're stealing like vhs players or, or something it's a dvd uh, players, DVD players. Yeah. were they DVD? okay Pan- panasonic dvd players and, back uh, when like a dvd player was like still a hundred or two dollars it, it was like two hundred dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know we get introduced to Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Jordana Brewster, everybody. So I I watched this movie and I was like, okay, you know, there's some kind of cool sons, um, decent ad. I I think Paul Walker and Vin Diesel both get bad raps because of Fast and Furious films because they're great actors. Yeah. Everybody just associates them with, oh, they're in those car movies. Like, no, they're they're good actors. Um so that may be another reason I'm not a huge fan because, um, like, A Man Apart or Find Me Guilty with Vin, either one of those like great Vin Diesel movies. Paul Walker, that um, where he's basically like a street vigilante. You know, they, they killed his girlfriend or something. The name I forgot the name of it, but and so you know, I think that may be another reason I kind of never latched on. But I remember watching this movie, and it was it was okay. It was cool. Um, I think it was one of those. You know, the DVD would have came out like right after 9-11. And so it was something like a like the Expendables. You mentioned, you know, turn your brain off and just enjoy life. And I think that my I'm not saying that's the reason it succeeded or anything, but it's definitely one of those movies that 
you can watch and there's a plot kind of, but uh, I don't know. I think that kind of helped boost the franchise. Uh, you know, it's just something that was, it's an enjoyable film. Is it a memorable film? I, I Not particularly for me, but you know, it's, I, I think I own it. I, I don't even know if I own it. So what are your opinions on, on the first one? I, I remember the day it came out because uh, yeah. it was before they were doing midnight movies. Uh, I know that much. It was still a Friday release. It came out the same day as Moulin Rouge. <laughs> okay. I remember this because I went and saw Fast and the Furious in the morning with Jonathan. <laughs> then I had to go see Moulin Rouge with my girlfriend in the afternoon. <laughs> and then Mark and I went and saw Fast and the Furious yeah. that same night after after i saw moulin rouge so yes. i saw it twice in one day and uh i drove a uh jeep grand cherokee back then and i just remember thinking i really want to like shift in gears and do all this stuff in my jeep and you're just speeding down the road as fast as you can it was yes. it was energy inducing it was uh adrenaline filled it was it was we were what 16 17 years old six something like that and it was Yo, it my. was pure machismo 2000 yeah. end of 1990s early 2000 machismo and we knew men had to be like that in cars and fast and family and you know yes. it just that's how it felt and uh and, and and going back and watching the first one again uh the, in the last week has been uh it again it's 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 a it's a fun movie in its own right is it does it hold up as well? Not like it did back when it came out, but uh, it is still super fun. And, and nostalgia hits me hard with that movie and seeing the flowing locks of Paul Walker instead of the short, tight, you know, short and tight haircut style and all that. And just and even like watch Vin Diesel, uh, you know, he's huge. He's jacked in the newer movies, but like back then he was, he was a big dude, but he wasn't jacked. He was just coming off of uh off triple of pitch, well, triple ups in pitch black, you know. Yeah, like I think black came after. Did pitch black come after it? Pitch black came out first. Um, yeah, I know so, that, so, and I think um, I think pitch black is what got uh, Vin Diesel on everybody's radar. Yeah, and then I think you're right. To... No, well, actually, it was Iron Giant that got. Well, no, people right didn't. <laughs> you can't Spoiler say Iron Giant. Well, because he had Saving Private Ryan in '98. Uh, then Iron Giant in 99, 2000, he had Boiler Room and Pitch Black, which, again, if you want to see Vin Diesel act, oh, Boiler, Boiler Room. Boiler Room's one of our favorites. Right. Yeah. Like, that was like Wolf of Wall Street for that time period. Uh, yep. And then, yeah, you did Passengers, Knockaround Guys, which was pretty good. Then Triple X was in 2002. Man Apart was 2003. Then Riddick. Oh, then he did The Pacifier. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> After that. Um but yeah, that, that's another thing. Is like he hasn't done a whole lot outside. I mean, he's done a couple of Riddick movies, but it's mostly just been Fast and Furious. So. Well, I would. Paul Walker was really the draw point for a lot yeah. of people for the Fast and Furious movies because you already had Paul Walker was a was someone that everyone knew. You had stuff like Meet the Deedles, Pleasantville, Varsity Blues, yep. Skulls, yes, the Skulls. Uh, and and those movies were already bringing his status up as like this is the kid you want in your movies right now. And so they got him in Fast and the Furious and then Vin Diesel was just like an added bonus. Although these were Vin Diesel's babies now. You know, well, they're now they were. I don't know how much of it was because he 
skipped out on too fast and he skipped out on Tokyo. Well, he was in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, small cameo. As we go through these movies, like we have to talk about the the montage uh, to Paul Walker at the end of Fast Seven um, or Furious Seven, rather. Um, where they split ways and when I see you again and they had this montage of all these little moments um, from each and every single film and that actually got me like last night I was watching it and I was like a little bit clipped Um, because again I I was like 14 when these movies came out I was still playing Need for Speed Uh, I was fantasizing about driving I couldn't wait to drive when I got my little uh, four banger Scion TC I could not wait to put like a cold air intake tune my engine uh i had to make sure it had exhaust and although what does that get you like mid tops like 30 or to maybe 50 horsepower max and i you know i'm driving around in that thing just feeling like paul walker and i, I think i made a meme to that like forever ago it's like paul walker is not dead he lives every time i pretend my four banger is the skyline <laughs> <laughs> and um but I just, I, I, and as we go through also his list of movies, I, I, and that's what I was thinking about last night is just like how different uh, would the movie scape be with Paul Walker still alive? You know, uh, I, I like, I loved Pleasantville. I loved so many of his movies and, uh, and, I, and I also have to give him respect because I feel what also really made this, movies stick especially the first one and and you know obviously following but um was the love from the latino community for paul walker in these movies but also his love and embracing of the latino community as well like i remember seeing an interview of him and he's talking about oh my favorite thing is the latino community like they always walk up to me and they're like hey what's up brian what's going on you're brian right and he's he actually doesn't like it when a fan comes up to him and is like paul walker paul walker what's up he's no he can't wait for them to talk to him as if he's brian o'connor because he's such a car guy and I, I just love that. And I, I love cars too. He's probably one of the biggest reasons why I love cars today. And uh, I just have to say, you know, rest in peace, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just such a, such an actor that went way too soon. Yeah. Um, we, so the movie I can remember a second ago was Running Scared. That's Loved Running Scared. Yeah. And in Varsity Blues, we, you know, we're yes. in we have to mention Varsity Blues. And that was, Again, leading up to this, you know, she's all that and everything. So next, in June of 2003, we had Too Fast, Too Furious. This may be another reason I have my apprehensions uh, toward fashion, because obviously the first one did gangbusters, made a lot of money that nobody, I mean, everybody expects a movie to make money, but not like that did. Yeah. And so you got all the knockoffs and and I was unfortunate enough to see Barker boys in theaters. So <laughs> I, I think that's um uh, what what movie? Biker Boys. I've never yeah. heard of that. Oh January of 03. So just Lawrence Fishburne? You know yeah. what they call motor cra- motorcycle crash guys? What do they call what? Uh guys who get in a motorcycle crash. Hmm. Organ donors. Oh, is that, <laughs> that's, a, is that, that's a line from the movie. <laughs> you remember that movie good enough to yes, quote it? Yes, dude. I, dude, I, 
love movies and I love anything having to do with an engine. So yes, and yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was in. He's like the, the head guy. He's only he drives a Hayabusa. It's like the most insane motorcycle. It's like it's like twelve hundred cc's, and it's like literally death on wheels. And they spelled <laughs> boys with a Z. Yes, yeah. they did. We still had some nineties <laughs> in there too. It was oh. Oh, and I mean, it was the best of times. Cast. It was the worst of times. <laughs> I mean, the cast: Eric Luke, Orlando Jones, Jamon Hanso, uh, Lisa Bonet, uh, Lawrence Tate, Kid Rock. I mean, what more do you need? Uh, Rick Gonzalez. I mean, Dante Basco, Rufio. Uh, you know, so but so I saw that, and then when Too Fast, Too Furious came out a few months later, my friends were like, "Let's go see this." I was like, "No." <laughs> You drug me to see Biker Boys. I'm not going to see this. Uh, although I, it, Too Fast Too Furious was directed by John Singleton, who is you know Boys in the Hood, yeah. Learning. Um, he's done Four Brothers. Like, dude makes good movies. So I was like, well, maybe, but I, I just I couldn't. Do, and you know, I I like Ludacris. I like yeah everybody in the film but i i couldn't bring myself to do it uh judging by what y'all said already though this this isn't high on the list of favorites so the, yeah. the issue is that you're coming in here off the heels of uh yes fast and the furious you're coming off this this now iconic film in in the in the gearhead world and the 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 you know racing world and then you you, you take out one of the best parts of it which is vin diesel it was the Vin Diesel yeah. and and Paul Walker chemistry. Mm-hmm. Too Fast, Too Furious gives us gives us Tej and uh, um, Tyrese, Tyrese, Roman Pierce, Roman, Roman. So you get Roman and Tej, and that's like that's awesome because later on they're the some of the funnier characters of the franchise. Yeah, but Too Fast is just. Just, well, so for me, I really felt like I, I liked the chemistry between uh, Roman Pierce and uh, Brian O'Connor. Um, the thing that was lacking for me is just kind of the the writing and the the villain. Again, like I have a huge issue. If the villain is not amazing, um, then I, I really can't get into it that much. So it, made, it kind of made it che- the cheesier uh, or cheesiest of the movies. Um, so we had... Uh, Basically, I forget what he's running, um, but I think he like does money laundering. But it's the same villain from uh, Pitch Black, actually. Um, the one, the, the the bounty hunter who's always injecting his eyes with morphine. Is it uh, Cole Hauser? Yeah, I, I I think so. And uh, so, uh, but basically, uh, he's playing like uh like a boss and he's got eva mendez uh under his thumb who's like a detective uh and i just i don't know i just don't think that these guys had quite brushed up their chops for this genre i've liked all these actors act slash actresses in in other movies but for this one it was just a little bit campy and, and especially for eva mendez when she pops up in cameos at the end of like i think seven or or six like in the post credits you can see she's got like a better delivery for these yeah. things and um but also uh the the graphics in too fast too furious they actually downgraded because in fast 
uh, the original Fast and the Furious movies, there's like they hit the NOS and the graphics like kind of do like a warp drive effect, except you're on, you're on a street and it actually looks okay. It's like, but you know, why does that metal plate pop out from underneath his car? Nobody knows. But um, the graphics are not terrible, but in fa- Too Fast, Too Furious, it's straight up cartoony um when they're racing and it's like neck and neck but basically it's just straight it doesn't look realistic at all they, there's they just a whole bunch of things after writing the after coming off the uh, coattails of well greatness you know they hadn't figured out that balance between the uh, the cartoony over the top and the seriousness that the movies take on now yeah <laughs> yeah they were trying though you know they tried john singleton maybe wasn't the director for this type of film Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just like John Woo on Mission Impossible 2. John Woo's an amazing director, but you got Mission Impossible 2 out of it. Don't get Mark on Mission Impossible 2. He's going <laughs> to yeah. go off on the bike tires. Yep. And... <laughs> yep. A great director doesn't always make a great project. You know, no. But, I mean, but we could, he needed Kevin those, Smith and yoga to those motorcycle fights. He needed that. He needed that traction. So I get why. But it's like, you know, maybe you just do the shot of him peeling out with regular tires. And then once he's still away, going off on it, he's still going off on it. The tires. Different franchise, man. Go somewhere like, else. And did we have time? We brought him up. <laughs> oh, biker boy. No, uh, so obviously <laughs> they kind of realized they, they made, I mean, they missed that, but still made like $200 million or whatever it was. Ooh, sure. uh, well, they gave us, they gave us great characters. I'll yeah. give them that. Too yeah. Fast, Too Furious gave us some good characters. Yeah. But then they pivot. I, from an outsider point of view, it looks like they pivot completely doing Tokyo Drift. Uh, and it's not... Now it's, so now it's been kind of retconned that it's not a spinoff like Hobbs and Shaw, but it's technically the third film, but it, it seemed like a spinoff, but it's not. I mean, so I, explain explain that. So... It's Tokyo future, Drift is technically, yeah. Tokyo Drift is technically uh, Fast and the Furious uh, Nine. Six Light Six Point Five. Is George Lucas doing the number in here? I mean, yeah. yeah, no, it's um, seven, seven, five, it, dude. No, 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 no. Because no, Han's not dead in seven. No, excuse me. You're right. Six and a half. I'm right. It's I'm six so and sorry. a half. Sorry, it's Dad. Six the plane and a half. was in six. Excuse me. Yeah, I was it sitting there going, wait, no, 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 no. Don't confuse sorry. me. I just watched them all. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like six and a half. Uh, but I, I don't. Okay. It's so hard because a part of me wants to say, man, Justin Lin knew exactly what he was doing because he knew where he wanted the franchise to go. But at the same time, it's like, it's not. Uh yeah, and I think that uh, so basically it's this country boy. He gets expelled and he has to go live with his dad, who's stationed in uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents have been separated, I believe. Um, it's Sean Boswell. Out of water, yeah. He's a uh, gaijin. He's an outsider, I believe, is what they call him. Yeah. And um, so basically, he goes there and uh, he learns about drifting, right? But he was a racer, and that's what got him in trouble. He crashed his car in a construction site racing this rich kid um essentially just for like bragging rights or maybe to, to impress hey by the way i want to bring up the rich kid is uh one of the yep. sons from tool, tool time, time. Uh, yeah. from home improvement home improvement yeah <laughs> it's the blonde, the the blonde guy the eldest one yeah yeah exactly yeah. Ryan. Yep. yep yes that's exactly who it is yeah <laughs> 
And so uh, basically, you know, he goes over there and just anybody who's ever switched schools would probably know how this feels, but he's an outsider uh, and he has to, you know, earn his respect from everyone and while trying to get the girl. Makes friends and with little Romeo, steals the Drift King's girlfriend, the Drift King. Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow, you're right, little Bow Wow. <laughs> Bow Wow, I, and I think at that time he was already a grown up. Yeah, Bow-wow. and he, just Bow Wow. The Drift King happens to be the son of uh, the Yakuza boss, and he's no, like- just a nephew, dude, he's not oh, even the son. Oh, he's not the son, he's the nephew? Okay, yeah, so the nephew. Yeah. And he's like, you can't disgrace this family by letting someone, some outsider steal your girlfriend. You know, like it's this whole, it's so silly. It's just that. He even calls him out. He's pretending to be a gangster. He's not actually a gangster. Yeah. Um, when he find, they finally confront each other in his own house, essentially in the Yakuza uh, boss's place of business. And uh, it's, it's just like, you're, you know, you're playing gangster uh but i mean the guy is pretty awesome at drifting i have to say that he is uh intimidating um to a point but then you kind of see like especially when he gets dogged by his own family in front of these outsiders he kind of he really loses his grip on things and uh he's losing the girl he's losing respect from his family and uh but i have a theory if we can talk about the future for a second where that that's going to be in some way, shape, or form. Who's Sean? Yes. No, because Sean. <laughs> There's some so, relation. I hate this. Uh, Sean <laughs> comes back for literally two scenes in, in cameo. Uh, in Fast uh, Seven. Yeah. Because Vin Diesel goes back, goes to Tokyo, and then this takes place. Uh, during um, Tokyo Drift, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he goes back, and this like in the end of Tokyo Drift, you see Vin Diesel about to race Sean, uh-huh. and then it goes to credits. Uh, in Fast in Furious Seven, he goes to Tokyo to talk to Sean about Han's death, which is when we get the necklace back, the Deckard had left at the crime scene, uh, and then. Later, when they're all setting up and getting ready to take out uh, Shaw, Sean is there for some, I don't know what reason. He's they're just, just setting up something. Yeah, he's in behind he's the scenes. He's just in somehow. the room there for some reason. They don't mention yeah. it. It's just Sean is suddenly there in the room. I'm, that's the most confusing thing of the whole movies. Like all of it is like, why the hell is Sean in this room with them all of a sudden? But then he doesn't help them in the end uh, battle scene. At anyway, uh, I don't think Sean... I don't think Sean has anything to do with anything, but although he is coming back as a character in yeah. Fast 9. So. Yeah, and I think they're going to expand that story. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've been trying. I always like to be the clean slate guy. I've avoided trailers. I've avoided... I mean, I've seen that trailer a little bit, but I'm like, nope, nope. I, I want a clean slate when I go in. Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about F9 other than uh, that whole scene they show in the trailer with the airplane hooking the car and the car doing all the ridiculous yeah the magnet oh and the and the uh the spaceship that's that's about as much as the movie Mm -hmm. i know about but um we got to know that in this like this is where justin lynn came came in right right and so it's why it's why it's hard this isn't for me justin lynn starts fast and the furious with uh 
with four. Yeah, I agree. Um, as far as like taking the plot uh, seriously and whatnot and having decent effects. Right. I mean, four kind of starts everything off, uh, turning it into from a, from just about. Uh, Hooligans. Yeah. Now it's about seriousness, world threats. And then of course you get the whole plot that he's trying to set up with Letty dying. Uh, and then you get the amazing, the amazing fast five. I mean, fast five is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, real quick, I we'll let you. Fast yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, or, sorry, Fast and Furious. No does, just Fast and Furious because uh, it's where we get Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot yeah. And and uh, Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And we finally so we're on five, right? No, we're, we're on no, four. No, sorry, Hobbs isn't. Uh, Hobbs isn't four. Four yeah. is. Four is yeah. Four the is where Gal Gadot's actually uh, Braga's girlfriend. Yeah. 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 John. Yeah. yeah. John. I, mean, I thought that, Hobbs doesn't show up till five. No, he does. I it was my mistake. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and like Brandon T. Jackson was in it. See, that's the thing with these movies. The cast. Yeah. I like everybody in them. I just I'm not a car guy. Um, like I grew up around cars. My granddad like rebuilt cars. My dad's a car oh, guy, and so it's just kind of one of those things. Like to the point where when I told I used to work for one of the local movie theaters and hosting events and I hosted Smoking the Bandit and my granddad went on a tirade about how well, yeah, real Pontiac couldn't do this and not do that. Like, he's one of those people that when he's <laughs> in a car in a movie he's going to tell you what's wrong with it. Well, okay. Point of order. Yes, so that is the other reason why I hate uh, Tokyo Drift is because, and I call the car that essentially he wins the movie with the abomination. They do uh, I think they do a JDM uh, swap they basically put a Japanese motor inside of a Mustang and I'm just like, what are you doing? What? What? No, no. And I'm just like, so I'm like that too. I, I, I was just like, nope, Tokyo drifts out for me. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a car guy, so I don't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. No offense taken there. But I, I'm, I get it though. There are things that I get angry about, you know, I, one of my best friends, he's a tattoo artist and, He's like, if it would take two seconds to learn how to hold a tattoo machine, like that's not how you hold it. So everybody has their things. Uh, but Fast Five, this is where we start yeah. getting cool names and stuff. So and, wait, are we skipping yeah. back over Fast Four? I, I mean, I would just Gal Gadot is really my only takeaway from. Well, Fast really, exactly. let, me, let me just say some stuff real quick. Go for it. I loved the whole racing in the desert thing. Yeah, with Phoenix and and them going through the through the um, cartel tunnels cartel tunnels like that was super fun for me yeah um the the whole everything with paul walker and shea wiggum's other uh fbi character yes like, when he, he like, punks him when he punks in the wall like <laughs> yeah. that whole thing's good vin diesel holding the the dude over the window uh, <laughs> excuse me a- sorry over the window is so good drops him just so paul walker could catch him and he disappears like i don't know i just yes and this is like this is where you finally get to where uh walker or where uh um sorry brian and dominic are finally respecting each other right and well they're like equals at that point because you know brian's always teetered the the line of law and outlaw right and so this is the point where he's kind of uh, embrace this animalistic nature that Dom has 
and mm-hmm. he's kind of ascended to Dom's level, and they're tr- truly equals at this point. Right. So I, I'm glad you you went back to that because that hearing you all talk about these movies, uh, I, I'm I'm noticing a pattern again as an outsider and stuff. It seems like uh, these movies either have a lot of really cool moments or have a really cool overall story. Uh, yeah. Like, not a movie has both really, but when y'all f- on these four or five movies we've already talked about, it's either been I liked this moment, this moment, this moment, or we got introduced to these characters and they developed this and this. Uh, is that a truism? Or yeah, I would yeah. say that's yeah, I would say because Fast and the Furious just as a whole. Uh, it's it's fun to watch but it's the moments that are the best it's kind of the character building that you get from that i think justin lynn did a really good job of building this world like what he's doing at this point is he's starting this this really crazy story of letty being dead and Mm -hmm. you're finding out how all of that uh is going to uh merge together um because because he did justin lynn drops off uh and doesn't do a couple of the movies and then comes back and and blows us out of the water again yeah, and so for seven and eight yeah he comes back for seven eight yeah so he, he what he didn't do fast five am i right or he did no, no he did fast five the ones he left he left for seven uh james wan did seven and uh f gary gray did eight right and then he's coming back for f9 yeah so i think lynn does a really good job doing this trilogy of letty story right you get in the full mm-hmm. uh letty story in there um, and I, I really like that. And I think Fast and the Furious is definitely not a, a skip out on movie. It's it's a setup. It's the setup movie for the rest of the franchise. Right. Um, without it, you wouldn't have the emotional investment that you have with the rest of the story. Like, okay, so you're you know you, you say you're not a car guy and you're, or you're not much you're not big on watching these type of movies. I think your best bet to get into it is. Uh, skip too fast skip tokyo drift watch the recaps you can find five minute recaps on the internet that are good <laughs> no i'm serious no i'm thinking that that's really uh, all you need <laughs> and then jump into fast and furious because fast and furious again or fast five even i mean i watch fast and furious but fast five is is we can jump into this now this yeah. is where the franchise goes from street racing and 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 hot women and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're still hot women. But, but gratuitous hot gratuitous women. Gratuitous hot women. To support is, the lack of plot. This is where all of a sudden everything gets serious and they, they go from uh, small time job stuff to now we're getting into heists, like straight up bank robbing millions and millions of dollars heists. And so I have to say that what it's the end of four slash the beginning of five that really just makes this whole saga just blow up. So essentially they take down the cartel, essentially uh, doing the same deal that they get in Fate of the Furious, that, hey, pardons all around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the government at the end of four, uh, they're just like, (laughs) thanks for the help, but you're going to jail for life. Sorry, buddy. And um, so... The beginning of five is the intro of the uh, jailbreak. They break him out of the transport on this bus. It's it was in the trailers. I mean, and they do such a great job of immediately immersing you in this uh, world. Uh, well, they show they show the whole the whole 
busting out well not the whole thing but they show you at the end of fast and furious that they're busting out dom in the bus it, exactly so the, but the, the you actually of, get to see this yeah. crash the the tumble you get to see jordana brewster in an accurate nsx which is one of my favorite cars and uh she's probably uh one of my top um uh, if not but actually my absolute uh top celebrity crush like like Mark all. made us watch the worst horror film ever just because she starred in it. <laughs> You're welcome, Jordana Brewster. I still love you. Uh, but <laughs> Talking about jumping on points, I mean, this is where we get The Rock, you know, yes. Fast Five. And, that, yeah. and I almost, I was like, I mean, The Rock's in it. They, this is back when he was still kind of selective with the films he made. Uh-huh. Uh, now, he, you know, uh, every six months we see him in something. But Look, he's the people's actor. Yeah. And I'm always down i mean i loved it again i was in high school in the late 90s with dx and the rock and the nation and all those, yeah. under, all those yeah. like i'm diehard rock fan uh i don't call him <laughs> dwayne johnson he's the rock uh, he's a rock yeah. when i call him dwayne johnson i always have to be like wait who? oh the rock that's who you're talking about Let's, you know yeah. and it's th- these movies i can't remember which it might have been seven or or i think it was seven yeah it was seven but the, the best gag for The Rock and that is uh, when Tej gets a phone call from, from Hobbs and the phone says, <laughs> Samoan Thor. Samoan Thor. <laughs> I, just, I lost my crap, man. I lost it, man. I, I was like, that's the best gag of all the movies for The Rock is Samoan Thor. It's a throwaway. If you weren't looking, you don't get it. And it was so good for me. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, well, so like this, this jailbreak, right? That's what brings us Hobbs. He, you know, he uh, he's the guy that they send to catch uh, anyone that the FBI can't catch, essentially. Um, so uh, they, they break out and they all go on the run and they all make their way down to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And uh, that, that's where we find out that Vince is still alive. He didn't die uh, on the side of the road in Fast and the Furious 1. And... Um, it's just it was just such an uh, oh an opener uh, to the whole story uh, and we get to meet um, oh my gosh I'm forgetting uh, Elsa Petaski's character's name Elena like, Elena thank you and uh, that's they had they have a great love dynamic and it's extremely selfless um, as as you extremely end up finding extremely selfless and and mature and yeah exactly right they're just like I get it, you get me, I get you, and I would do that if my um, significant other ha- uh, was still alive, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there are just so many great moments in, in this movie, uh, well, emotionally fa- and aesthetically. Fast and the Furious Six is where we get that thing that you're talking about. That's the opener of Fast Six. So, so moving on to at six, the oh, first excuse main me, movie in the franchise, Fast and Furious Six. Um, <laughs> All the other ones have fun names, and this one, this one doesn't. So we still have Justin Lin here. This is the last one he did before he he left. This is uh, we're twenty thirteen. Oh. Uh, man, th- that's another thing. Like this marks the twenty year anniversary. F nine comes out on the almost to the day the twentieth anniversary. Right. Uh, they just released the four K yeah. Steelbook edition of the original. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's at this point, like it's going to end. And we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, but I'm just gonna wait till it's done and by the maybe by like 
the whole set or something. I don't That's know. I yeah. haven't I I don't own any of them anymore. I, I did own a couple. I don't own any anymore because I'm waiting till the big set of all of them all on 4K come out. Yeah, the digital. Uh, I'm sorry, the the original DVD and all uh, the digital downloads for. Uh, I can't believe you still own DVD. Five through uh, five through eight and Hobbs and Shaw. But yeah, no, I mean, if it's in my collection and I really loved it, it's staying. I do have a few DVDs. You're right. I have, there's so much that's not on Blu-ray. That that's a show topic for another time. Because uh, I have a I have some VHS that were never moved to DVD. Like yep, uh, yep. Some movies are, are hard to find, but. So Fast and Furious 6. So does Justin Lin kind of wrap up his story here? Yes. Or? So this is where you find out that Letty is actually still alive and mm -hmm. has been working for Luke Hobbs, played by uh, Luke Evans. I, I do like Luke Evans. Luke Evans uh, is fantastic in this. He He's the, the best part about Luke Evans' character, uh, Luke, what is it, Luke Hobbs? Not Luke Hobbs, I'm sorry. Did I say Luke yeah. Hobbs? I yeah, meant... I meant Owen Shaw. Go. Yeah, I was, yes. I was looking at a name and I thought Luke Evans. So Owen Shaw played by Luke Evans. Owen Shaw is a great villain. Uh, he's not relatable. Like, you don't, he just wants power. Yeah. But, uh, and that's why I think I like uh, De uh, Deckard better. But um, mm -hmm. Owen uh, is emotionless. Yeah. He has, he has no connection to anybody. So like if a person on his team dies, which at one point they do. He goes, well, he got himself killed. Peace out. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a straight sociopath. That's where it starts. That's where for Letty when, because it's not, Letty doesn't remember who she is. So mm -hmm. in Fast uh, in Furious, she gets shot in the head uh, by Phoenix. And uh, that we know we find that out in the movie. It's like the, car, the head cartel uh, right-hand man. So she got shot in the head. They yes. took her to the hospital uh, they were able to get the bullet out. She lost all her memories. So she's just this uh, working for the bad guys. What? Wait, did, he did shoot her in the head, actually, right? Yeah, he shot Sorry, her. I was she's just got the... he exploded the car and that was it for a second. No, no, no. no she's, got right. the, he shot her. she's got the scar on her forehead and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Letty's still in there somewhere, but, you know, whatever. So, but uh, yeah, Luke Evans uh, is such a like, yeah, he's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. He's just a. Uh, just not a great guy at all. Yeah, he even says it about his team uh, in the, the part. He's just, you know, the, the beautiful thing about a team and his code is precision. And essentially a team are perfect working parts that you swap out when they don't work anymore. And so he has no connection to his team. They're just a means to, uh, to an end. And that's really what rubs Letty the wrong way because deep down inside she remembers what it's like to have a, the, a family that cares about each other and regardless of the goal the the first priority is the family and everybody making it out of their safe and well you know hopefully happy well and it's like i know at one point uh owen threatens uh dom and his family like his whole family and he's like you you made your first mistake there is threatening a man's family or whatever you never do that yeah. and i i love just to throw into the forward uh deckard says to either dom or luke or to hobbs dom or hobbs i can't remember who he says it to but he's like he's like that was your mistake you mess with a man's family and he goes that's funny that's what i told your brother before i killed him or before i yeah whatever him uh and, before I put him in the hospital hospital or something like that yeah and um it, it's just kind of like I, I like that kind of throw in there like it all leads back like all of the movies whatever they are 
always leads back to family. Yeah, exactly. And if I had to say, if you watch these movies for any reason, it would be be because of the tones of friendship and family. Right. And I love that. I love that almost all of the movies end on them having a family barbecue and them saying grace. Oh, he ate his food first. Gotta say grace. You were talking about like when he first came out, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. It was like machismo, blah, tough guy. But then it's like, oh, no, they're they're actually like kind of softies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of pulled a pulled a 180. So uh, Justin Lin leaves to go do Star Trek Beyond. Which, well, let's let's hold oh, on before you get into that. Okay. I just want to bring up this one introduces uh, int- reintroduces Han back to us. It's Han Solo, which is <laughs> Han is so good. No, is it? Yeah, Fast and the Furious Six is Han. Han comes back. Yeah, Han is so good, and I love uh, the chemistry he has with Gal Gadot's Giselle. Yes, yes. Uh, I absolutely love how he's falling for her. Like the whole scene where they're talking, and and he's like, "Oh, you're you're you know you're ex military, whatever." She's like, "You were a smoker, I know, because you eat chips and you eat too much or whatever. You can't." Got to keep your hands busy. You're a two pack a day guy. Uh, the whole thing where she Unfiltered. goes, to, she goes to get the handprint, and it's that that guy's hand on her butt. And then I love Tej. Tej goes, "So did he slap that ass, or was it like a grab? You grab know, on and hold on. I want to hold on." And he's like, "He goes, you didn't answer the question." <laughs> <laughs> And then later, later, when you find out that um, that uh, what's her face uh, that Mia is pregnant, and he goes, "So did he slap that ass, or did he just grab and hold on?" It's <laughs> like I don't know. Everyone's still waiting for Giselle to answer, so he had to bring up both. Now they both have to answer. I bring that up because it just uh, Tej and um, and and Roman bring in so much good comedy. And, and yeah. also the two uh, the two Hispanic guys. We don't get enough of them. Though he's like, "You're always negative. Why are you always negative?" Yeah, they, they go and they gamble their money. We never know if, if they, they lost won. Or, yeah, exactly. But you, you, they kind of show up every so often in the movies. Like, unless it landed on green, like, do you really think either one of them lost their money? No, I don't or, think so. I think or that both of them lost their money. Rather, excuse me. And all of them, you know, at this point, they're all rich. Everyone has mm-hmm. uh, eleven million dollars. Uh, Brian has fifteen, but yeah, yeah, a lot of them. They got a ton of money at this point. Um, they don't need to do anything for the rest of their lives, which makes me laugh at the rest of the movies. Like it's like, well, you didn't need to do that. But I guess they be- they become less about high stuff and more about national security, world threats. You know, well, now. it's actually it's about getting Letty back. That's well, what that, that one is but about that, the, the later. saving the world is the means to the end. Right, exactly. Um, okay, we can go into um, we can go into seven. Okay. So so Justin Lin leaves and James Wan comes in, who at, at this time he was known for you know the Saw movies, Insidious, The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to do the Aquaman films, which when they announced him for Aquaman, I was like, oh, because I, I don't do scary movies. Uh, but he did great in those. <laughs> I don't know if he did great in Fast 7, but Fast 7, so this is where we fully get uh, Jason Satham. We also get Jimon Hanso. I guess he got off his biker boy bike and came over. Uh, <laughs> Tony Jaw, Ronda Rousey, Kurt Russell, Lucas Black. I mean, the, the cast just keeps growing in these things. And it's mm-hmm. funny because they find a way to keep that cast throughout the films. Yeah. 
And Kurt Russell, man, even Kurt Russell, I love in these movies. Oh, Mr. Nobody. Yes. Oh, man. Mr. Nobody is such a fun character. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Mini Nobody. Yeah. It was uh, Eastwood's son. Yeah, Scott Eastwood. Yeah. And, anyway, that's uh, that's the next movie. So, and uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, this was also about the time. Um, I'm double checking here, so I'm not wrong yeah so kurt russell had done death proof a couple years back which this is his like reconnaissance you know like his comeback russell sons yeah the russell sons man i (laughs) I have to throw that out there death proof is probably my favorite tarantino film Interesting. I still have not seen it yet. I keep saying I'm going to go see it, and I, I or rather, Mark, you're you're a car here. person. You'd love Death Proof, I, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm just like literally in my head. I'm like, how have I not seen? That? I know Lance is sitting here going, <laughs> "Did that dude just say that Death Proof is his favorite Tarantino?" As long as you don't say it's Kill Bill. Um, uh, I okay. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something now. Kill Bill's overrated. Yep, it's my least favorite. It's Kill it's Bill's my favorite. one of my least. Uh, Jackie Brown's my least favorite. You, you remember Jack Black in High Fidelity where he does a <laughs> the middle finger thing? <laughs> no, I, I I do. I don't think Kill Bill's overrated, but I don't think it's the best movie that or the best uh, set of movies that Tarantino's done either. Look, so. of course, you know we have to do Paul. a Tarantino cast now. Yeah, we will. Because I do yeah. like I do like Tarantino, although I haven't seen. Is it the Hateful Eight? I haven't seen the Hateful Eight. Yet. Oh, that's good. I one. haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So oh, I haven't good. seen Once Upon a Time good. either. It's I good too. I haven't seen that. I, I it's know, really I good. Um, Look, yeah. my my wife and kid are out of town for two and a half weeks. I'm gonna like binge everything that I homework let's all watch tarantino yeah i'd be down for some tarantino watching that she thinks tarantino is overrated i believe uh but i you know i'm a four rooms kind of guy yeah well i mean that's yeah four rooms is fantastic (laughs) circling pulling the u-turn sorry yeah sorry you got the pop culture elevator guys on here yeah we're known for our rants no you you've listened to my show uh (laughs) curious seven what's Aside from doubling the cast, what's our takeaway here? Uh, Furious Seven is uh, is really the setup, and again, it's not just a setup movie, but it's really the setup for uh, our Avengers type film, Fat yeah. Fate of the Furious. Uh, seven was Walker's last one, right? Yeah, Seven's yes. Walker's last one, and it's emotion. You know what? You know what? I want to do a backtrack just a tiny bit, just a tiny, just a tad bit. Seven, seven, we lose Han. We don't have Han in seven. We don't have Giselle in seven because we lose them in six. Right. And when Giselle falls off that plane, dude, it's just the worst feeling ever. Now they haven't shown her dead, but they've had this love, this love, just their love is so good, blossoming and pure. And then she culminates it in just the most pure act. Jumps off the car to shoot the dude behind Han. He's saving her. She's falling off of a speeding car. They're going 200 miles an hour because that's how at least yeah to go to take off. Yeah, well, because they're they're uh, fighting a plane that's about to take off off the car the tarmac, and um, and so yeah, and they they show Dom get onto a car, and he's going about 220 to get into the car. So they're going about like 180 to do to pull this off. And uh, so he's like, she's about to fall off the car. Han catches her and it's like, oh, I got you, baby. And then this henchman pops out from behind them and she's like, oh, and so she just lets go and does a falling shot 
to save his life. Like, and it, we're all just like, no. Well, and the, the to make it even worse, so Dom just saves the whole world. He walks out of the fire, yeah. and then we see Han get out of the car, and he's Giselle's not there, and Mia just is like, wait, where, where's Giselle? Where's Giselle? And you just see Han is just starting to like lose it. Yeah, and and then just the hugs that Mia and Paul give him or uh, Brian give him, it's like this just it's super an emotional moment. Yeah, uh, I'm tearing up a little bit. Yeah, it's, but... it's such an emotional moment, and it's just so, it's done so well. But, but I don't know if you noticed, we get a glimmer of hope for her because if Baby Shaw could survive that fall out of the airplane. Yes, maybe Gal Gadot could too. Right, and I still have a feeling she's going to make it back. A multi-million-dollar Wonder Woman deal going on. Exactly. (laughs) I think she could make a comeback if she she could. Look, we know that Han is back for for Fast Nine for F Nine. If Han can come back, Giselle can come back. So this is she was awesome. She was a military person. She's super trained. She might know how to take a tumble. So my my memory of the end credit scene of fast uh of fast and furious six right my memory was that shaw pops out during tokyo drift and throws a grenade at into the car with uh han yeah watching it watching it the other day or uh like yesterday um no he just walks up you know that he's the guy that barreled into him and the thing just explodes as he walks away there was no grenade or anything so i don't know why my brain put that in there you didn't but, know me but you're um, about to then i just thought oh <laughs> well they didn't show han still in the car and it looked like right. Han could have crawled out so for me that's probably what's going to happen in my head yeah or we're going to find out that deckard had a plan the whole time and that i don't know because there's always these like retcons that happen in these movies now that like well, yeah well i mean like shaw the older brother shaw oh. is like now he's good you know, and so well, like maybe he's not like he's, a blatant killer, so he just wanted to hurt. He's Han. anti-hero. You know, he he's just an anti-hero. To, yeah, he just wanted to draw Dominic Toretto out of out of the shadows, so he attacked one of his friends. So maybe he didn't kill him. Yeah, you know? I could I could be down with something like that. Although he did, you know, put a bomb at their house. Like he yeah. did blow up the house, not knowing if Mia and Jack. With Jack is uh, Brian and Mia's son. So, uh, and, and that's he... kind of my issue with older brother Shaw. He's so he's Deckard, right? Uh, Deckard. Deckard to say yeah. He's more about the manipulation of the scene and and whatnot and uh, and people than the killing. He's uh, he's always setting people up for little traps to go where he wants them to go. So I don't. That's that's kind of another thing that made me like, oh man. Well, he's he's either gonna get uh wipe uh they're gonna wipe the floor with him with Vin Diesel or The Rock. Like he never really uh surpasses them in any way, shape, or form. He just kind of holds his own for a minute, and then he gets beat in a straight up fist fight. And they talk about that in uh when they're both in jail. And, uh, oh, in, in fa- uh, fate. No. Yeah, but Wait, are they in jail and fate? I believe it is fate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm like Jason Statham is third place in uh, to those guys. <laughs> the only thing I would know about about Furious Seven is when it came out, they did a tie-in promotion with Forza Motorsport. That's so right. Forza Horizon. Oh yeah. And I downloaded. It was a free download. Uh, it was fun. I mean, I love the 
Forza Horizon games, and yeah. it, all it was was ludicrous telling you what to do, and then you chase the plane. Uh, but I got like 500 achievement points out of it, so I was I was okay with it. It was. I, it was dude, that Forza game was Horizon was so fun though. Oh yeah, they're all great. That was a fantastic so, game. Now to bring us up to speed, um, the fate of the Furious. <laughs> oh yeah. Which, so, so here we have F. Gary Gray, who um, Friday recently passed away, right? Uh, no, no, he's he's alive. Didn't F. Gary Gray die, or was it John Singleton? No, no, I think they're they're both alive. Uh, Gary Gray did Friday the Negotiator, which is a great movie. He did the Italian yeah. Job, which is a remake, but he has experience with cars. And I do um, like that movie a lot. Car, be cool. he's so alive. he worked with Diesel and The Rock. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen. I wouldn't mind if <gasps> Butler came over to Fast and Furious, and he'd, he'd just off straight out of Compton when he made this film. So, oh man, straight out of Compton, one of my favorites. Yeah. And I also wouldn't mind if, uh, you know, Marky Mark slash uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, came over this way, too, because of the Italian job. Not going to lie. I mean, well, Charlize Theron uh, was in the Italian yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. Man, Fast and Furious, the Fast is about as bad as the MCU of, oh, yeah, this person and this person. And this when person. we get... Yes, I was just going to say that because of the uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, though. But When we get to Hobbs and that, Shaw, remind me of Italian job. Okay. Oh, when we get to Hobbs and Shaw, remind me of Italian Shaw. Rest in peace, Mr. Sutherland. So, um, any anything to say on the fate of the Furious? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely the best of the saga so far. The uh, Fast 9 is going to have some shoes to fill because of that one. Um, Look, but it, it's truly amazing. I like I said, the opening scene alone was an. I mean, it's just it just hooks you, and there's uh, and it gives it sets up all of this uh, uh, chicanery on the upfront that this villain has. Uh, all the tech, all all of the threats. It's a great primer uh, for for Fast Nine, uh, and and that's also what uh, Hobbs and Shaw served as too. It's just like a primer for Nine. Look. Fate of the Furious gave us some really fun things to play with. Now mm. Di- Dom has uh, switched sides. Dom is now the, the quote-unquote villain of this film. Uh, oh, yeah. They really... And, and he's even like... I would even say that this is... This is Letty and, and Brian's film. Dom took a back yeah. seat. He's, he's the driving force of why things are happening... Uh, but really, you know, you get to really see Letty in full emotional, like, this is the first movie where I've been like, I really like Letty. Yeah. Uh, I like, I really like Letty as a character. Like she's always just kind of been there. This is the first film where I'm like, hell yeah, I like Letty a lot. She, well, she's kind of always been like the stoic hard girl. Right. Right. So we finally get to the gooey center. This I'm sorry. And I said, Brian, it's not, it's yeah, it was Dom. not Brian. Cause Brian's already gone, which we didn't talk about Brian being gone, but that, that goodbye to Brian at the end of seven is just so heartbreaking. I oh, sent a yeah. text to my buddy that I was telling, I was watching it. I, it was a text that said, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, no, seriously. I, I was, I actually had the after effects this morning where I'm still like, Paul Walker should still be alive, man. And, th- and this should be a message. This is why you never let your friends drive your awesome car. Well, also, also the fact that uh, they were told that the car had had was dealing with some issues, and the friend still 
yeah uh mm-hmm. revved it the, or went the way it's not supposed to go anyway um so yeah this movie's letty's film dom uh doesn't necessarily take a backseat. he just doesn't have a lot to do other than be the villain so yeah his most of his talking is talking to cypher right. and he's just telling cypher i don't want to do that or, i'm okay i have to do it um but elena comes back for this one uh we find out that elena uh, secretly had Dom's child and Dom didn't know it. And they were going to, she was going to tell Dom after the honeymoon. After the honeymoon, Dom had married Letty uh, a few films back, but we didn't know it. Uh, and Dom, you know, of course, slept with Elena. Elena had a child. Um, so we find out that, uh, of course, the, the Cypher had kidnapped Elena and the child. And then Dom, that's the reason he's now bad, has to be the bad guys because she's forcing him to do these things against his own team. Yeah. Um, I don't know it, the way they played with everything, the way that it switched uh, things around. Uh, like Hobbs is now kind of the leader of everything. Mm-hmm. I love. I I uh, uh, what is this the one where no, it's is seven one. seven's the one with the dropping out of the plane, right? Where they're yeah, seven's the one where they drop out of the plane with the parachutes. Yeah, the car. Do it. <laughs> they drop <laughs> cars out of a plane with a parachute in seven. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, and it's all uh, Roman's I kind of idea. Uh, well, Roman and Tej. Yeah. Um, and we meet uh, Ramsey. So Ramsey is a bigger part in this one. Ramsey's a hacker. She's going to be in the next film as well. God, there's so many people to remember, man. They oh, double so the cast, many. and it just goes and goes and goes. This one actually, Fate of the Furious feels uh, a lot less without Brian, which is weird. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, he was the pillar of these movies, and I don't think Mia's not in this one either. Mia's not in Fate as well. Uh, no, they because he died. They talk about like involving Brian, um, but they're like, no, we all agreed we wouldn't involve them because he just had a baby, and yeah, his that's life right. is supposed that's... to be different now. That's how they say. Anyway, this, and then we get Charlize Theron, who is the best villain of the whole franchise, in my opinion. Absolutely, the best villain, and I, I'm so excited that they are still. She's still the villain for the next uh, foreseeable future of the franchise. Yeah. Well, and we get a freaking nuclear sub. They're driving against cool. a, a sub in the ice. Yeah. And Roman brings a Ferrari. <laughs> He's Lamborghini like, or Lamborghini? No, yeah, Lamborghini. And he's like, "Yeah, I bet you wish you didn't get that Lamborghini now." <laughs> why, are they, why are they targeting me? Because you're in a bright orange Lamborghini. <laughs> the space station would see it coming. <laughs> That's what happens in the tenth one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good. One. With that, um, that that's gonna wrap it up for today's show. Well, what about Hobbs and Shaw? Well, yeah, we, we yeah. kick off the future with Hobbs and okay. Shaw. All right, that's fine. Have, that's fine. We already have the sequel for Hobbs and Shaw announced. So I think okay. that since Hobbs and Shaw was the the last film, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So these guys are going to come back on the next show, and we're going to talk about what the future and the Furious, fate, Fast in the Future? Fast in the Future. We're going with that. Fast in the Future. <laughs> I like it, and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm excited because I, you guys have kind of sold me on these films. I mean, I'm not gonna go out and buy them, but I I'm on literally every single streaming service, so surely I can piece together yeah most of these and watch them. Uh, I think like Peacock has two or three, and then 
uh, like Netflix has one or two, and then like Hulu has one. I don't know. HBO Max has the first two. Okay, so that's it'll take me a day to find them all, track them all down. But and uh, I, I really hope that Fast and the Future uh, has its score done by Zimmerman. I really hope so. That that would be great. I think I think he is doing this one, but uh, (laughs) is he really? I don't. I, I saw his name on some project the other day. I don't remember what, but. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. Make sure you go check out Pop Culture Elevator. Where all can people find you online? Uh, Spotify, Anchor, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash Pop Culture Elevator. Instagram.com/slash Pop Culture Elevator. We're not really good at doing Twitter, but we're on there. <laughs> we have a Twitter. Twitter's just we- been Loki stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I actually- that series is amazing. It, so I, I, I called it the, like the big reveal, the big payoff of Loki is going to be in the final scene when we finally get to hear Owen Wilson say, wow. That's wow. Gonna be, that's gonna be, <laughs> like the moment everybody's waiting for. Uh, I don't know. But thank you guys so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And yeah, I can't wait to, to talk about the, the fast in the future. Looking forward Same here. All right. So there you have it. That was a ton of fun. Uh, those guys know their stuff, and you can tell they, they get into it. So I'm, I'm glad they came on. A big, again, thank you to those guys. Pop Culture Elevator, Mark and Danny, uh, just wonderful, wonderful human beings. Go check them out. But you, wonderful human beings out there, you let me know what's your favorite Fast and Furious movie. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, by the time you listen to this, nine? I don't know. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Just look for... The Night Nerd. I almost said The Fast and the Furious. That's how much I've been talking about this franchise. Uh, the Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to Pop Culture Elevator for coming on. Make sure to listen tomorrow when they come back and we talk about the future of The Fast and Furious. Thanks. In my race against time, I can't stop running through the red light, living my life. Even if I'm getting too hot, I'm okay.